The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Unfiltered Studios, your one-stop destination for a diverse range of podcasts that cater to every interest. Join St. Joe on Nailed It as he explores the fascinating times of the 80s and 90s. Find solace in the advice of a mother on Petals of Support. Dive deep into intriguing interviews on The Sleevy G Show. Catch up with the latest in sports on Unfiltered Sports Weekly. Connect with your spiritual side on Finding Your Way. Achieve mental wellness with hypno-wellness. Never forget the history of everyday items with The Stupid History Minute. Understand how we've become the people we are today on How to Be Less of an Asshole and gather with fellow movie enthusiasts on Movie Lovers Unite. Your journey into the world of podcasts begins here at Unfiltered Studios. Subscribe now and join the podcasting revolution. Unfiltered Studios, where every voice finds its place. Visit unfpod.com for more information. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me, I have my good friend Vernon with me from It Is What It Is podcast. Um, we are actually going to be reviewing Arnie's new book called Be Useful, Seven Tools for Life. And I can't wait to actually dive into this. I actually enjoy the book. I know that uh, Vernon did too. So let's go ahead. Let's do this. Let's review Seven Tools for Life. And hey, man, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me back on. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. And uh, I just want to say it was great having you for Trading Places. Now here we are doing a book review the the diversity of of uh, the reach man that's how you do it is expanding exactly the universe. that's it exactly man this is going to be part of our intermission episodes that are just audio podcast only and for everybody on our on my patreon you can actually go to movie lovers unite uh slash uh patreon and you guys can go ahead get this episode and many other episodes that we do here movie lovers unite commercial free you sign on to the patreon you also go in ahead and get a shout out for signing up so and this is actually going to be our five dollar tier for the patreon and it's called the intermission so without further ado let's go on ahead let's talk about seven tools for life and so whenever i told you about this book man what, what was your first initial thoughts when it comes down to arnold so you you pitched the idea of uh doing this book review and i thought i was like hey that's unique i don't see too many podcasters youtubers uh social media people do this it's like taking the book club and bringing it to the digital space i was like that's an, that's an ingenious idea um my there wasn't any hesitation i think sometimes you have preconceived notions about what the author is going to provide as far as insight and the content um if you are looking for fitness tips you will not find one single tip uh the i think the purpose of this book at least what he was trying to establish was in order to achieve anything there is a strategy behind everything. And he gets into more of the mindset of creating an outcome that didn't have a blueprint to begin with, right? And I think that's unique. And I've always said one of the things I've admired about Arnold is that 
he pushed a subject that not only was not popular, it was not known. It was a very sub niche that did not have a lot of um, attention thrown towards it. And he created a universal phenomenon. And if there's anything about his legacy that you can add or, or stamp is that he is the reason why gyms exist today. I mean, you can say right. that you can say that without a shot, right? So an amazing book, an amazing book for strategists, an amazing book for life. And I think he brings out some very valuable points. I think so too. And here's the thing. I'm not one of those people that pick up self-help books or anything like that either. And for me to be in pretty much be in tune with what Arnold is trying to do with this book, everything says a lot because I actually heard him talk about this on the Howard Stern show and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I have to pick this up now because of just his overall excitement on it. And it just goes to show inside the book, it says sell, sell it. And you have to sell yourself in order to gain something from something as well. And and that was a huge thing that I really liked within this book itself. And like you said, Vernon, there's um, when you look at it, though, there is no tips on working out or anything like that. There are metaphors on how he got to where he was and he, he uses what he knows. He knows the gym life. He also knows the movie life and he also knows the political life. So this guy has been around the block and, and back again. And, you know, I think it's very intriguing to actually have a book like this. And to be able to give his thoughts on it. And, you know, the chapter that I, that really stood out for me was sell yourself. Mm. And how many of us go on our own podcast? And I'm using the podcast thing because that's my, my thing. That's my, that's my dream. That's my, and I'm using the things that Arnold uses metaphors as a way for me to grow my podcast and grow my community within itself. And how many of us do this? We go on other people's podcasts and we're like, well, we think that we wanted to go this way, but we don't know if we wanted to go that way. Arnold's like, no, either you go on ahead, you sell it at 100%, even though you don't know if it's going to go a certain way, you still sell it. And that's what you need to do. You need to learn how to sell your business or sell your hobby so other people can care about what you're doing in this space. Otherwise, you're not going to end up going all the way. But what are, what do you think? No, I, I agree with you. I think... Um he has a what i would call a ramp uh, approach um to how he's delivering his message um sell 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 uh so you're, you're talking about chapter four yeah i think the starting point of knowing clearly at least on a on a large scale of what you want and then making that even bigger and then reverse engineering it from small steps right and i and i agree with you sell 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 i i think his focus for sell 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 is having the confidence that your dream can come to pass regardless of the naysayers um, and that you don't have to have the right pedigree for this desired outcome. I mean, I, you know, he really gets into, you know, even from acting, um, being a leading man. And he said when, you know, he would go for films, he said they would always tell him he could be like a war hero or something, but he couldn't be a leading man. because Right. Or right. Or he could be like a, Russian uh, war soldier or something like that, but he can never be a leading man. He goes, no, that's not what I want. Right. And he met him more. I mean, he pushed the narrative of what that looks like, Uh, even challenging himself with comedy. He talks about even the movie uh, Twins, you know, Mm -hmm. which I always thought was underrated, you know, Arnold's catalog Um, and how, you know, comedy was a stretch for him, but he challenged himself. And I think that's really what it's about. Like, we cannot believe what you don't believe. And the power of belief is that it first has to be verified and it has to be uh, attainable, right? So for him to, I think, have that confidence that I could go for this, I could be a politician, I could be governor of California, 
right? Being right. a German-born native and yet become governor of one of the largest, if not the largest state in the United States of America. You know, that, that takes a lot of confidence. Mm -hmm. um, and you can't just go off a whim and, and say, decide I want to become governor of any state particularly California, no. right? And so, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think what Arnold is really trying to do in his latter years is he recognizes that there is a disbelief in self um, with this generation and current generations. And this is ultimately going to derail progress. Right. And he's pushing the narrative that, no, you really do have what it takes if you're really ready to starve for it. I used to say be hungry for it, but now I'm saying starve for it. Right. So I, I think sell, sell, sell is a fantastic chapter. Me too. And I just want to go over one last thing before we move on to what you, uh, you want to say about some of the other things that stood out for you. But another thing to me was with Arnold was this. He's like, I could see my name plastered on posters yeah. in big letters. Yeah. And I knew I wanted to get there. I knew what I wanted right out of the gate. And this is what I want to do. And I knew exactly what I wanted to do as a podcaster whenever I first started this thing. And he said, you know what? Don't go with plan B. Go with plan A. Because plan B is just going to go on ahead and get in the way. And that's going to turn into plan A, basically. And he goes, and so... What I, what I imagined was I wanted to interview people. I wanted to go on ahead and have my, I wanted Movie Lovers Unite to be a stamp on something and be a part of a festival. And also I wanted to do something within Netflix or something like that with the podcast. Yeah. And I could see it. I could just like how Arnold saw it in the poster. I saw what I wanted and envision. And I did that within a year of the podcast. Sure. Whenever the Netflix publicist reached out to me and emailed me, I'm just sitting down on my butt eating a roast beef sandwich at, on my break. And all of a sudden I get a thing from the publicist from Netflix. Then that happened to me. Then the Holly Shorts Film Festival stuff happened. Yeah. So it's all about selling yourself. It's all about believing in that dream and having that vision on what you want to do. Your vision may be different than what Vernon and our dream is. But this is what our dream is to us. So what? Uh, so what's the next chapter that you wanted to go over? I, you know, I, um, I think that is absolutely key uh, for life and everything. Um, I think the chapter that really made me reevaluate myself um, was really shut your mouth and open your mind. Mm -hmm. I think it's easy to become siloed. I mean, every human being, I don't care, you know, whatever ideology you attach yourself to, you're born with innate barriers. And I think barriers can be preventative, can be helpful in some degree, in some measure. I think it is a sense of identity, but at the same time, sometimes we limit our own success out of fear. You know, like you said, you're just sitting there, you know, and you got the email from Netflix. What if you never reached out? What if you never had that vision for yourself that you could be a part of a conglomerate like Netflix, right? What if the right. vision never included that? Just think how much opportunity would have missed. And I think that's really what we do damage ourselves. And I don't mean like shut your mouth open your mirrors as a, a point of fantasy. And I think that, and I think Arnold does a good job establishing vision from fantasy. And I think a lot of people have fantasies um, and lofty ideas of right. You know, and that's illusion. something that he right. And that's yeah. something that he covered was people have ideas, people have fantasies, yeah. but they don't do nothing with them. And there's right. 24 hours in a day. Sorry, I don't want to take. No, you're good. No, you're good. No, you're good. <laughs> and, I, and I think that the, the working toward a vision is what separates a fantasy uh, from an actual uh, vision of oneself. Right. Like if there's no work, then you're, you're talking about an endorphin rush. Right. You're not really talking about right. true substance. So um, 
I think that does it. And then I think the other thing, work your butt off, right? Like there's, mm-hmm. you, know, I, you know, fatigue is real. Yeah, creative, you know, writer's block, creative block. Sometimes you feel like, man, maybe I had my best podcast episode. I can't do better. Um, but you'd be surprised. You know, a little bit more coffee. You know, like I don't mean like I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to adopt the philosophy. Don't sleep. I think that is stupid. You can right. really harm yourself that way. But I do think sometimes a little bit more coffee might do the trick, right? right. And sometimes we don't um, we don't really value hard work. You know, and I think we assume it, but man, you'd be surprised. Like when you look back, like John, think about how many episodes you have done to get to this point, right? 700, like, over 700 and something episodes. That's it. I mean, YouTube sent me a, a video a thing a month ago and it was like, you're at your 700 video. And I'm like, 700? Like I, I, cause I wasn't keeping, I wasn't right. keeping count, right? I was just creating. And then I was stumbling and fumbling, throwing stuff at the wall, seeing if this worked, that worked. But after a while you start realizing that as you go, the vision becomes clearer because it becomes more attainable, right? Right. Um, and that's why you really have to keep going. The consistency of effort is faith. And that's where I think a lot of people stop at is that, yeah, they start, they buy two, three episodes and you never hear from them. They're not consistent. No. You can't follow their progress, their page, their social media is not there. They haven't baptized themselves and they haven't been all in. And the evidence is, is vital, right? And look, there will always be outliers. There's always going to be lucky individuals that they knew somebody it was the right time and right place. And they blew up with one episode. Right. But if you think about it, that is so rare and so unsustainable. That's not a fault. And I'll be real with you. If that happened to me, I wouldn't be as hungry as I am for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'd be like, okay, well, I peaked. What do I do now to top what I just got made of? Right. And, you know, I think if I did that, I wouldn't be as hungry. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I worked my butt off in 100 degree weather, sweating my butt off in a car, doing podcast episodes yeah. on my phone yeah. because I had Anchor at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know who I'm reaching. I didn't care. And also, too, I didn't keep up with the number of episodes. I was like, this is episode 100. This is episode 300. And it got yeah. to the point where I started labeling my my numbers. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Once you get past 100, yeah, it doesn't I'm matter. Like, <laughs> no, I'm like, so I ended up going through my whole entire catalog. Right? I'm like, I'm like, I backspaced all the numbers. I said, none of this crap matters. They don't care about what uh, what episode that you're on. Uh-huh. They care about the content and what you're providing. And so I'm like, who cares? This is that's just bragging rights for me to say I'm on my hundred episode. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, so I ended up backspacing all that crap out and just said, you know what? This is who I am. This is me. I'm just going to go with it. And I think that's the best route to go about if you're a podcaster is like, forget about the numbers. Oh, this is episode 1,500. Oh, no. For me, it's just like, do what you do. Just make it short, make it simple, make it attainable, like you said. Yeah. And people will listen. And yeah. No. And I think also God will give you hints. Um, he'll, He'll never give you the full like entree at once but it'll give you like an appetizer here and a dessert right. there and and it'll give you little things that let you know that hey you're on the right path keep going keep going and i think that's what you have to listen to um and sometimes we like to ignore the truth right like oh, i don't want to do that but the reality is it's staring you in the face right and when you stop counting that's when it starts happening when you stop counting like stop counting it just keep going um he quotes this now the only reference he gives to bodybuilding and he has said this in many videos he said his he looked up to muhammad ali because when muhammad ali would train abs he would not start counting until it started to hurt so like if it didn't hurt it didn't count and he said when he took that approach it doesn't 
count until it starts to hurt. Right. That's when you can say now, yeah, my hundredth episode that hurt. You know, like you right. said, being on Anchor. I mean, like Anchor was the first. It's a free. You know, you could throw it out there. Um, I didn't I know think- anything about audio editing either. I just threw it out there yeah. into the wind, and that was it. I just uploaded it. That's it. Hello, and I, I don't think I don't think I I know any podcaster that has not started with Anchor. <laughs> like, right. And Anchor still, and I'm not dissing because Anchor. I don't want you to sue me. So I I'm not dissing you. I'm just saying like. <laughs> It, a true podcaster or a true content creator is going to start at ground zero, right? Unless you can come in with a million dollar budget, you got film crew that's going to do all your filming and they're going to do your slicing and editing and they're going to do all your marketing. If you can do that, it's just like when I see, and there's no disrespect, I'm not, you know, everybody... I believe there's room at the table for everybody. But if you're a famous person that starts a podcast and you could throw a million dollars into it, how creative really were you, right? Like you already had a platform. That's like, I always say, that's like Yao Ming Dunking. If you're already eight feet tall, you, you didn't have to jump that high. Right, right, no. and, and it's okay, <laughs> you right, you know, but you, know, you just put your arm up, right? But right. if you're Muxy Bogue, if you're Nate Robinson and you jump and dunk, that's a little bit more impressive just because- It's more of a reach. It's right. more of a reach. So like with you and me, we've had to really reach, right? I didn't play in right. the NBA. I didn't play in the NFL. And there's no shot at anybody. It's just a, a fact. Like we couldn't start off with just, you know, uh, this is the, the Cody show. And people are like, oh, watch this. You know, like some people can just go <laughs> off name, right? Uh, but my, my other thing, though, I hear people do is welcome the best damn uh, show on the planet Earth. Da, 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 da. I'm like, you only have one episode, and I know that you're supposed to sell it, but within <laughs> that one be- episode, <laughs> hey, you got, maybe that's overconfidence. But you have some, right. you have some individuals, and I think that's really where the book points out. The book is not about arrogance. The book is about a solid foundation for proven results, and the confidence that I think Arnold is trying to give to the reader is that. If you're willing to go through the ugliness of it all, you can actually come out on top, right? So, and I, and I agree with you. I think a lot of people are wanting instantaneous fame and instantaneous success. It's but the world it's, that we live in. Yeah. Right. But if it's instant, it's not going to last. I want it faster. I admit it. I, everybody wants it faster. But Amen. instant and faster are two different things, right? <laughs> right. But here's the thing, though. This is the th- metaphor that I love that Arnold did was... It's like it's like lifting weights. That yep. first episode is that five pound weight. Yeah, you go that. through your first episode. Yep. You go on ahead. You put another weight on yep. and another one. Next yep. thing you know, you maxed out your weights. So therefore, you have to do something else, yep. and it may hurt because you're. Let's say, for instance, you think that this is the best episode that you ever done, yep. and it does dog crap. Maybe you have like five downloads or three one downloads. Yeah, and you're like, that was disappointing. That hurt. So therefore, do you stop or do you go keep on going? No, keep on pressing on. And so that's the way that I actually learned. That's the way that I took it. And uh, you mentioned uh, prayer and everything too. There was times that I was stuck in my own head, man. Like yeah. I'm looking at other people's stuff. And as soon as you start looking at other people's stuff and the, uh, the you know what I'm talking about? Break like when you go on good pods, yeah, and you, you look at the dirty. ranking system I know, I know. and I'm like, what did I do on wrong? And then you have to switch and be like, maybe I'm not doing anything wrong. Right. You're just stuck in your own head. So that's when I started praying and everything. Every single time that I was doubting myself, God answered what I had to go with. Yeah. Every single time. Like, for instance, whenever I had the home and Domingo thing, that yeah. the interview, yeah. I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. I went on ahead, prayed about, the because I was in the film festival already, and I didn't even have a clue that Holman even did a, a short film. I seen the animated work. I loved it. So I asked the people for a um, 
screener for it. Yeah. It just so happens to be it was Coleman, and I geeked out over it because of the fact I knew him from Fear of the Walking Dead. Dude. So it was just coincidental. And sometimes coincidental is better than knowing. And here's the thing: you should actually probably repost that because the color purple is out, and it just yeah. it just get more trash. But the thing about it, and so God never gives you a what I call a one time blessing. No. So. He'll let you get that, and you think, man, am I out of home runs? Because it's easy to think, like, man, that, that might have been the best one. That might have been it. But then it'll come around again, like, oh, no, this is also going to, you know, gain traction, and it's going to lead to this, right? It's like a domino effect. So, um, yeah, you got to break – you really do have to break your mirrors because comparison – This transition. It is. <laughs> You know, like they, there's an old saying, uh, a man left good for great and ended up with worse, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't want to say, well, I'm not this person, therefore I'm not successful because you don't know what that person did. And it might not be worth it, honestly, if you figured out how they got to that point. It's really about this is where I'm supposed to be at for this moment in my life. That is the barometer for success. Now, I will allow you to motivate me, you know, because right. I think a healthy level of competition is good. It keeps you on your toes. It keeps you bright. But right. That's what time, Arnold said. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you don't want it to become toxic. So. Right. And I want to mention this, though, too. This is another thing that stood out to me was helping others. Yes. And here's the thing. You know me, man. You know that I always try to help people. Yeah with their stuff. Like I have people reach out to me like, how did you do your shorts? How did you come up with that? And I'm not bragging about myself or anything like that or anything. I'd be like, look, this is what I did. These are the mistakes I made before I got to this point and everything because I made mistakes. I said, it's good to know what you made a mistake on. So you don't repeat the same mistake. And sometimes everything you're so glued into what you're doing that you don't realize too maybe the person that you were once uh working with may have slowed you down to the point where it's stopping the podcast and stopping everything that you're doing yeah. so therefore you have to make adjustments to where you know you and your other co-host or something like that for example can do better and yeah. what may work before is not working now so therefore you have to change there's nothing wrong with the other person it's just that it's time to change it's time to evolve right. and do things differently and that's something else though too though whenever i want to talk about helping others is the fact that you know i love the fact that people want me to help that's mm-hmm. something that i love doing because i made my mistakes before with stuff and i know what works i know what doesn't work if you don't apply those and you're wondering still why you're not getting this, the results yeah. the answer is the key is, is you the, the person because of the fact that i'm giving you the advice but you still choose to ignore what to do in your descriptions you're still ignoring what not to do in your titles and your thumbnails so therefore you just like you said about arnold saying shut your mouth and open your ears yeah someone's giving you advice you ask questions yeah and i used to be like that man i used to be like um i, I wouldn't listen to anybody either yeah. i'm guilty of it it's like no i know what's best for me i know what's best for my brand i know what's best for what i need to do i don't need to listen to anybody and then i started analyzing it and started looking at it I'm like wait i'm doing really bad here I need to reevaluate on what's working, what's not working. Why am I feel feel like I'm feeling at something? I need to I need to actually ask questions. And that's whenever I started shutting my mouth and opening my ears. Because you learn a lot more if you if I just shut my mouth and let somebody else answer my question. No, you're right. I think um, he the thing that I really like about Arnold when he talks about nobody makes it by themselves. He talks about uh, Trent, the gym in Graz and then Joe Weider, you know, bringing him to the United States, uh, you know, and then training with uh, uh, 
Frank Zane and, and Draper and Sergio Olivia. And he said he took all these things and it allowed him to become who he was, right? Or who he is, I should say. Um, we, be, because I think we live in a society that selfishness is like the flavor of the day. And we're so used to hearing bad stuff that goodness scares us. And when somebody is good, it's foreign. Like, like there's got to be more to it, right? Like you always say, it's too good to be true. Like that's a saying. Like that should never. Or what's in it for them? Yeah. So it's like, well, what's really in it for you, right? So, but you don't want to be a gatekeeper because you know karma is real, right? You do read what you sow in some regards, you know. So if you're willing to extend yourself, even if you think like, man, well, if that person gets it over me, if that person gets it over you, then they should extend the ladder back down so that you can get pulled up too, right? And that's how it should be. It should be a constant. Reach and pull, reach and pull effect. And I think a lot of times we get caught up in the the spirit of competition so much that we're willing to negate. There's a moral consciousness to competition. Like, hey, look, you can win and still appreciate who you just beat, right? And still honor them in their defeat. Uh, but when we win, we want to win and rub your nose in it and celebrate and, you know, do the moonwalk just to let you know <laughs> that you could never touch me. But like, that's not real winning, right? right? So, um, no, I think you do have to break your mirrors and I think you do have to have a real internal check on your motives and say, who have I helped today? Like, even if I'm not at a million subscribers, have I tried to offer any advice? And John, I think you've done a great job. I mean, we've had plenty of conversations in the past, like, Hey, you know, you might want to think about this for YouTube thumbnail. You might want to think about this. You might want to think about that. And if you listen, if the person listens and not take it as, well, what do you know? You know, right, exactly. <laughs> that's why I always am careful at how I present myself yeah. though, too, because I always say this, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. Yeah. But if you're looking to improve on something, I can tell you what you need to improve on if you want me to tell you. Because mm. if you just say, well, let me tell you all the ways that you're screwing up. No, that's not me. That's not how I'm going to do things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the yeah. quicker way for them to shut the door in your face without having to uh, ask any questions. That's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? It's all about how you present yourself, though, too. You also have to be the type of person where it's like, look, I want to help this person, but how do I go about doing it? And if you don't know how to do it, make a list of different ways to approach and come up with ideas mm -hmm. and everything, too, because that's how I had to do it, though, too. It's like because me, I'm kind of blunt in some areas to the point where I don't know how I'm coming off. Sure. So therefore, I'm like, OK, this person doesn't know me from a hole in the wall. I've been on this show one time. So how do I go about keeping my relationship with this person? And collaborating with this person and to where i don't feel like i'm being a total ball back that's true true so what i do is i just say hey, look i notice some things if you want to i can tell you what uh, to do to improve things and if you're interested you know tell me if you're interested if not that's cool too keep on doing you and i'll do me and you know we'll just press on mm. but arnold even said it to himself he said i'm friends with my competition we are all competing against each other, but we're also working with each other too. Right, right. To build each other up. So right. that's something is admirable to me. And I definitely agree with you about one thing else, though, you said that too, was uh, the whole entire you don't need sleep thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to laugh at that. Like, all I could think of him is a kindergarten cop, his voice coming over. There is no rest. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no so just a little bit, a little bit more coffee. That's all I was saying. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. But, um, dude, I really have to say this. This is my first how-to book or whatever and stuff like that. I really enjoyed it and everything. And I don't didn't want it to end 
and stuff yeah. like that too. Because you know, he even said it himself as a political person who worked at, who did was a governor in California and Sacramento. He was still even whenever he had uh, you know during the forest fires and stuff like that, and he already had cots already set up, already organized. We also have to learn how to better organize ourselves to do what we do. That's true, and everything too. So you know, I was like, oh, I don't know if I because I've read other people's reviews too. Like yeah. all he's talking about is working out, being governor, and being part of the movie world. I'm like, well, you weren't actually listening. Right. Right. <laughs> and if and, and if that is all he's talking about, that's still a big deal. I mean, there's not too many people to say I am the face of fitness, and still I have the ideal classic men's physique. Uh, right. I became governor of a state. I became the biggest action movie hero ever. There's there's a short list of that, and he's on he's number one on every single list, right? So. Right. You know, even if that is the criteria and that's all he's known for, that's still a lot. Most people aren't known for one thing, not alone three things, right? So, right. Yeah. But I always, I ended up learning how to apply what he's talking about as a metaphor for me because I don't yeah. work out. The only thing I work out is a candy bar in my hand and right. drinking some, something to eat. But, but I see you over there grinding and everything. I'm like, oh, look at you. You're, you're doing things. Me, I'm just sitting on my fat butt. Look, <laughs> like, I'm, you, I'm on the sidelines. Like, go, Vernon. I'm but, just trying know. to. I'm just trying to slow down the aging process, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we all have our own things. We all have our own stuff that we like. But yeah, working your butt off is one. Of them. Sell yourself is another thing. Uh, was there anything else that stood out for you as far as the book goes? I um, I'm looking at. I think the first. I'm a, I'm gonna say the second chapter of Never Think Small. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier, particularly as you get older, to play it safe and you start thinking about stability. You start thinking about, you know, I, I'm not in my twenties anymore, right? I can't just do what I used to do. And you start minimizing your ambition. And I think there's some wisdom to that, but I also think it's because you don't want to be the the dreamer at 60, right? Didn't accomplish right. Anything, right? But I also think it's a sign of a lack of faith too. And it's not a good or bad thing. It's just, it's a real thing. And I think not minimizing your approach so that you can rationalize where you are in life is is important. And I think it's easy to get caught up in rationality, particularly as you age, right? And say, hey, look, maybe in my 20s, I should have did this. Or in my 30s, I should have opened up this business, right? In my 40s, you know, but it's okay to go for it. You know, like, and really go for it, right? Even if you right. think you're past a certain point in time. And I think that's the that's something that everybody should think about is like, am I really going for it? Whatever it is for you, right? So that that really spoke value to me. Me too. And then there's also 24 hours in a day. Use them. Yeah, use them, yeah. And I always have this quote, do one thing, even if it's for an hour, do one thing each day to get you closer to what you want to do. Right. For your goal, even if it's an hour. And Arnold even said it. You have even if it's an hour. For me, audio editing for about an hour and taking a break is me it's trying to achieve my goal. Yeah. And I, guess what? I'm an insane man too. I'm an I'm an insane person because I actually fell asleep while editing before. I don't know if you ever done that or anything. Yeah, but, yeah it's 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 yeah. <laughs> editing is not easy. You no. gotta look at audio and splicing and 
you start layering things and adding effects and it's uh it'll make you it'll make you want to quit it'll be like oh my gosh <laughs> it'll take you an hour to get through the first five minutes of a clip you'd be upset you'd be like how do people do this you know so right. um, especially audio editing and yeah. that too because my eyes sometimes go cross-eyed to the point like where you're actually falling asleep. Yeah, because you got to listen. You got to listen to the drop-offs. You got to listen to, was that distortion? Was there an echo? Was there, you know, a laundry uh, going on in the back? Like, you got to listen to so many different things when you're editing that you're not particularly focused on one thing. You're, you're, you're focused on the errors and you're looking for errors, right? And it's like, oh, let me mask the sound here. So it's, I tell anybody, man, like, if you can edit, that's harder than podcasting. Editing is where the money is. Right, exactly. And I can't tell you how many times that with my with the intro itself and trying to because now I'm doing something different. Yeah. Like now I'm trying to do the audio. Like you know how I ba basically I'm getting rid of the original audio uh, track that we just do for the intro. I delete that part and now I have a new theme that I have. And I'm trying to match the music to where it's not too loud and blaring over my voice as I'm talking yeah. within the first 30 seconds. And that is a challenge. And then also putting in the Unfiltered Studios uh, ads at the very beginning, though, too. I get it. You, you know, so it's a lot of it's a lot of time. And if you don't have a lot of time and you think this is easy, no. then you need to get you need to go on ahead and find something else. Right. I think. Edit, editing is the hardest part of every episode. It's booking the guests, doing the episode, making sure that there are no technical errors, and then and promos, right? Yeah, and then the promos, trying to nail that. Yeah, that's a that's a definitely hard thing to do. Right, but um, I wanted to make sure that everything that you wanted to say about the book and everything is that you got everything that you wanted to say. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's fantastic. I recommend it. Uh, obviously, we're not sponsored by the book, but Arnold, if you nope. want to sponsor both podcasts, go ahead and uh. Give us a call. We will gladly accept right. any and all funds. Um, but no, it's guys, it, if you're looking for something not corny, because it's not it's not going to it's not a it's not one of those books that it's like, yeah, all you got to do is go outside and dream about it. And, and like, it's not one of those. Was, type, right. It's a very thought out book, thought, thought out, almost a realist approach to imaginative concepts. Right. And Arnold does a great job in explaining what drove him and still what is driving him to this day. So go get the book. Yes. I highly recommend getting the book. And like I said, I listened to uh, Howard Stern interview uh, Arnold. And to be honest with you, I think that was one of his best interviews of 2023. Whenever I heard him interview him. Yeah. And as soon as he was talking about goals, as soon as he was talking about everything, my mind instantly went to my podcast and instantly went to you because I know you work out. I know that you like Arnold and stuff like that too. So I'm like, I gotta tell Vernon about this. I gotta tell tell him about this book because I think this will be a good thing for you and I to review. Yeah. And you know, here we are now. And yeah, I'm not a big um big person when it comes down to these kind of books. This is my first book that I bought and probably my last one because I don't think anything can touch this one because <laughs> I I'm not a big fan of let's let's get you fit in like 10 days or 10 minute abs. I'm like, or you know what I'm saying? I'm not a big fan of how to books it. and things I, like that. This one's a this one motivates you. This one's yeah. thought out. Yeah. This one tells you if you want to achieve certain goals, how to achieve certain goals and everything and how to shoot for bigger things. So Arnold's book is fantastic. I totally recommend it. Like Vernon said. Go ahead, get yourself a copy. I promise you, it'll make you be useful. 
And I promise you, those seven tools is going to make you get up off your butt and do something. So, with that being said, do you have anything going on as far as your shows go or anything? Man, rocking and rolling, guys. Help us, help us get, help us get. We got, we have goals. Uh, we're we're growing. We're doing our thing. Um, you know, we got a lot of interesting content coming up. <laughs> um, but go to YouTube, YouTube at CBMK. Uh, join the fun. You know, comment, share, subscribe argue with me i don't care what you do but just go just, YouTube. he just wants somebody to love him that's all he wants that's all he wants show him some want, love i just want some love just go to youtube right. and cbmk uh and i really appreciate all your support and thank you for having me on man you're welcome man anytime it's always a pleasure to have you on if you don't remember any of that stuff that he just said it's guess what if you guys are lazy and don't want to go ahead and pause it and write everything down i had provided all that stuff for you in the description below so go on ahead, show him some love over there. He does fantastic shows. I love his NBA talk. I don't know about Baby Boy being a best pitcher nom or anything, but that's debatable. But his podcast is fantastic. I I laugh my butt off while I'm working, stocking shelves at work. It's fantastic. Um, but last night, me and the fellas, we went on ahead and did best Leonardo DiCaprio movies of all time. And that was fun. We did like an NFL draft kind of thing where we actually picked out about 15 movies of Leonardo DiCaprio. We ended up doing going through the semifinals, and I'm not going to tell you who won during that whole entire thing. You guys are just going to have to listen to it whenever I release it. So that's going to bring us to our closing. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And, of course, always until next time. Thank you again, Vernon, for being on here. It was a pleasure, as always, my friend. Thank you, sir. Welcome. a new era in podcasting with unfiltered studios ready to break free from the ordinary dive into a world where authenticity meets innovation our network isn't just about podcasts it's a revolution from nostalgia to movies sports to self-improvement find your favorite podcast in an array of diverse shows only at unfiltered studios join the movement Subscribe to Unfiltered Studios today and join the podcasting revolution. Unfiltered Studios, where every voice finds its place. Visit unfpod.com today to find your favorite show. Unfiltered Studios. We'll help you press record.